I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. I got a special guest on my show. This man is the voice of Tampa Bay Radio. Yeah, I said it. The voice of Orlando in the Freak Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Orlando Davis. How you doing, my brother? I appreciate, I appreciate that intro, but I am not the... Another. Yes, right. he is. I said. I want one of one of a multitude that's uh that's lucky enough to get to get to do this uh for a business. Nah, nah, that's what's up, man. You know, I just appreciate your you know your talent and everything you contribute to the game. You know, like I said, I lived in Tampa for twelve years. I came there about two thousand two, and then you know every time I turn on the radio, it's Orlando, Orlando. You know, you gotta get your music to Orlando. Orlando calls the shot. So it was just like you know I could appreciate you know your your position of power. And, and your presence in that market, you know, and again, you know, I, as someone just on the outside looking in, just listening, you know, thank you for that. I, you know, I appreciate it. I mean, we 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 were lucky enough to get in there where uh, my ideas mattered because it was people who brought us in to be that, you know, young, crazy, whatever. So they didn't really know. So they're like, bring in some people that could like just let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was one of those guys and I just stuck around. So, you know, wherever ideas can come. You know, to 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 fruition. That that's that's where we like to be. That's what's up, man. So, I I respect the, the humility behind you know everything you stand for. That's awesome, man. Like, you know, keep doing your thing, man. God is continuing to bless you. Uh, oh more. yeah, 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 for sure. No blessings are coming through, man. I mean, and and for a lot of people in that. I mean, you seen Tom and yeah, you know, and what he's doing now with the cool shout out to Tom G, big, man. Big shout out to Tom G, man, Team Fetty. Yeah. Um, just you know what they doing out there. I mean, and, and you know our connection with. With, with with Chris John and Fat Joe and Khaled and that whole Terror Squad, you know, family has 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 brought Khaled into the fold. Where now you see where he is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll all be working for Assad one day, right? Oh, because uh, <laughs> you know, right. he is a boss. Um, but yeah, you know, just the the interminglings of Tampa has like grown into different spots, and I'm I'm proud of it. So you know, I'm I'm definitely uh, saluting everybody in the Bay when I I move and see you out here doing it. It's like. You know, I, I'm looking at you on the podcast, and I'm like, you out here hustling, got the day job, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. but but still keeping your heart in it because you know this is this is the passion, and it's like, yo, so when I come through, I gotta slide through. Thank you for up. that, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's been a while since we got to kick it again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But we finally made it happen, man. Yeah, man. You know, I like to instill that into people because as far as you know, keeping that nine to five, but still keeping the dream alive at the same time, because some people get discouraged and fall victim to being a product of their environment or you know life happens or their circumstances just take over so much of their time that they let their dreams die but it's like you know you if you know how to manage your time accordingly there's no limit to what you can do and with the finances I mean, that you're getting from your job you didn't you know absolutely yeah and keep feeding it I yeah. mean, if it's your dream ain't nobody gonna I tell people all the time ain't nobody gonna treat your dream like you will you know um when i right. when i get a chance to go to schools and i'm like yo like, how many of y'all told somebody what you wanted to do and they laughed at you? Right. And I'm like, just put your hand up. Everybody in the class put their hands up. And I'm like, that's because they wasn't ready for it. Like, mm. they don't have to understand it. Like, you say, I'm going to be a doctor. They're like, if you can't pass chemistry, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But they, they laughing, but you know what you got to do to get there. So it's your dream. It's like, you can't, anybody going to treat it like you do. So 
I tell people all the time, it's like, you got that nine to five, and they're like, yeah, I do my music on the side. I'm like, don't put your head down. Right. Like, if it's your dream, you're going to run through walls for it, mm-hmm. you know? So we're lucky enough to to be able to do that on the radio side. I see a lot of hustlers in music that's doing it. And some people just talented and and, and, and lazy. And so mm-hmm. they don't, so they don't make it. Right. Um, what you that, know, what's that so, saying? Hard work be talent and talent don't work hard or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, hard work definitely pays off. And it's like, there's some people who don't have the talent but have the grind mm-hmm. and they stay in people's frontal lobe. And then there's other people who are just immensely talented and you try and push them through. But when you find that unique position or whatever it is, music or, or business, and you have somebody with that hunger and that vibe and a little bit of the skill, mm. uh, then you you running into like above the rim yeah categories you know so so we've been lucky to see some people uh blessed to to come up that's what's up man so orlando tell me man um was was this your what you're doing now was that your first dream ever in life like even as a youngster like this was the dream before i knew it was like a thing like i was like man i want to play music i want to do something in that i mean it started as i want to rap i want to sing i want to do all these things you want the rap Um, what was it what was your first rap name Oh uh, man, come on! It was uh, my my Def Lenny D boy. Def Lenny D. But uh, but not nah, but like I mean, I went uh, when I went to college, when I went to high school. Um, there were people who were rapping in school and everything else, and I was in the choir, so there was always quartet singing, so I could sing and rap or whatever. Mm. And um, and I always wanted to do something there. Coming from Gary, Indiana, everybody think you put you and four dudes on the stage, you are gonna recreate Michael greatness. Yeah. Know? So. <laughs> So all of us pushed into a cousin's band at some point. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but I, you know, just being around it and stuff. And uh, and when I went to when I went to FAM my freshman year, I mm-hmm. went to school with a with a man by the name of Rashid Lonnie Lynn. His mm. name was Common. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, me and Common were freshmen together, and every talent show we would be in, and I mean, just rocking it. And he left school and went and made Can I Borrow a Dollar, and and I interned at a radio station. That's cool, man. So, what is the music scene like in uh, Indiana you're from, right? Yeah, yeah. I left there um, freshman year, and, you know, so at 18. But it's like, I mean, I mean, you see Freddie Gibbs and you see, I mean, okay. real artists that are, that are coming through the uh, Midwest. I mean, Chicago is just a couple blocks away from mm-hmm. the South Side, so you got Chance and, 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 uh, and you know, the whole kind of from there and all that. Yeah, I mean, just... The, the the soul of the Midwest is always going to be a part of it. I mean, I got a friend that just went home to Columbus, and she was talking about how, you know, the classics play. It's kind of like K-Day here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you turn on K-Day, you're on your classic record. It's like in Chicago, it's like Sundays was always dedicated to the Dusties. Yeah. And, you know, so that's how Kanye and, and, and you know, people like that and Rhyme Fest always had those samples that was rich, that mm-hmm. uh, Twister, you know, those samples that really meant something. It's because we grew up listening to the Sunday Soul. It's like you know, so that's why them soul for artists come to Lupe's and everything else. It's like Chicago got 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 people by the walls when it comes to that soul. Definitely, you know, Midwest is there. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. So tell me about you know, because you tell me that you graduated from Fam and then you did an intern at a radio station. But I want to talk about you know, it was I'm sure it wasn't a smooth road. It was some twi- trials and tribulations. Not at all, man. Tell me about no, that, man. No. Like, how was it? How was it in the beginning? Like. To where you got to solidify your position at? Um, I mean, pretty much. First of all, I never graduated. Uh, I went to FAM uh, and 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 started doing radio there with an internship, uh, business economics major, mm. um, and thinking that I needed to work in the offices to like really like see what was popping. And mm-hmm. so I got to learn everything in the office in a market like Tallahassee, Florida. It's a small market. Mm. It's one hundred and sixty-seven on the medium market, so it's really wow. small. 
uh, as opposed to you know LA being number two. You know, it's mm -hmm. like this is this is this is a small town. So what's I'll number one if you don't mind me asking? New York City. York? Okay. Yeah. Then then you got Chicago. You got you know Philly mm -hmm. uh, and San Fran. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's like it, it moves down based off the population, and in that market, you do so many things because you know you wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. So I'm the intern, but I'm able to do everything. So mm -hmm. they sell the station, and a new owner walks in. He's like, "You the receptionist?" I'm like. Yes, sir. What can I get for you? I'm giving him reports, and he's like, "All right, this dude's cool." He's like, "You got kind of a deep voice to be a receptionist, but okay." Yeah. Uh, he, so he's back there doing all these one-on-one -on -one meetings. Like, "Hey, my name is so and so. I do the commercials. I take him here. I give him to Orlando." He's like, "All right, you talk to the sales guy. I pull the reports. The pro reports Orlando gives me at eight thirty. I go through them by five o'clock. We have them closed out." He's like, "Who's this Orlando dude?" He's like, "That's the dude you met up front. They gave you the coffee and the files." He's like, "Well, hold on." And he walked down the hall. Mm -hmm. And said, you're Orlando? I'm like, yes, sir. You need more coffee? He's like, um, no, I don't know what you want to do. Because apparently you're doing everybody's yeah. job back there. <laughs> so I need to hire you. And he was, I was like, I'm working hourly. He's like, all right, can you do this job for me? And then that's how my radio career got started. And what was the job that he assigned you to? He gave me nights 7 to 12. Because he was like, you know, I hear you do weekends. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I want you to do that. But I want you to help my music department because I don't have... A music director and I'm like okay I'll babysit and I'm like I answer the phones I know all the reps yeah so he gave me the music director position and uh six months later he gave it he made it official that's what's up congrats you know? on that man. yeah so and what station was this that was Tallahassee that was uh that was Star 101.5 that was WXSR mm. yeah okay so from that was that from there did you that's when you made the transition to Tampa or what did you do all came this? to Tampa um after that station uh, worked, and then it started to kind of flounder, so they changed it to an alternative station. Okay. And the PD was like, you know, I want you to stay on if you want to. And I'm like, yo, I, I love it. So I learned alternative, which wasn't really hard to learn. Uh -huh. Some smart people that I know who do rock music was like, yo, it's really just radio. So we kept doing that, and the uh, station blew up. And um, I ended up, like, staying in Tampa for a while, and then uh, 98 when wild thing was playing in Tampa over and over and mm -hmm. over again. They was building this station and and uh, people who I knew in Tampa was like, yo, you need to reach out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and my it just so happened that the dude who was my boss in Tampa, in Tallahassee was there with the people launching the station. He's like, there's this kid that is in Tallahassee that is all over the clubs <laughs> that is crazy and that is like, uh, it will show up at work at 9 o'clock. And so they called me and I came out. That's that what's it. up, man. So when you came in, you you started as a PD or you kind of had to work your way out? I, I, my, my father, bless his soul, always mm -hmm. told me that. Uh, he's like, man, you really don't want to have like children and stuff like that when you're making those moves, those life moves. Mm -hmm. Like when you get that call where they're like, yo, can you come to this side of the country and we'll pay you a lot of money, but it ain't hot but it's a good investment yeah and and you have to make those decisions and it's hard to do that with a wife or you know with, with responsibilities right. and, and they uh when i moved to tampa it was for backwards move i was pd in tallahassee i had worked my way up to program director and when i moved to tampa it was for music director mm -hmm. but there was no pd at the time so it was just really me coming in knowing i had the afternoon job yeah, you know the, where where Buckwheat is now. Mm -hmm. Knowing I had that in my in my pocket, but I ain't have guaranteed on anything else. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was making less money. And so my pops was like, "You making a backwards move for a bigger thing?" He's like, "I'm proud of you because a lot of people can't do that." That's good. Yeah, you saw the greater goal where it can lead to. It just just knowing that again, 
there was a time when I used to listen to radio where I didn't understand that was a job. I didn't understand you can go to school for it mm. and that people studied it. I just, you know, thought people was just lucky enough to be on the radio. So, yeah. you know, when I'm listening to Tom Joyner when I'm growing up and, and, and Dan and, uh, you know, Doug Banks and, and just, you know, icons, you right. know, I'm just like, yo, how do they get that job? Mm. So falling into it, doing an internship, it's like I tell people all the time, it's unfettered access. You get to, you get to steal from major companies and you get to steal information mm. like it's like you know i tell people all the time when i talk at schools i'm like if you took a duffel bag in the bank and you could shovel all this money in there and everybody said it was cool would you yeah. do it like the courts your mama your, your pastor who everybody said it was cool <laughs> would you swoop out that money like oh yeah hands down all day yeah, yeah but yeah. i'm like well if you do an internship you got unfettered access to a multi-million dollar company like you can't there's people who can't get past the receptionist right but you an intern beep you click your key card you run around you pushing buttons you learn in the business and and that's what i was able to do so it put me kind of in the space where when i came in i was like the new boss started and he's like why you didn't want the job i'm like i didn't want you to inherit me right i want you to see what i do and then you can offer me the job I mean, you know yeah so we ended up like a couple months after he got there he's like yo dude like Let's just make this official. Can you sign this contract? And, and we've been lucky ever since. That's what's up, man. That's a great story, man. It sounds like you're destined to do what it is you were set out to do from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was already laid out for you. You just had to go through the journey. You know what I'm saying? And it's weird how life takes you through those, you know, ups, that roller coaster to get you yeah. where you need to be. Where you're you know? supposed to be is your path. You just don't know. I You couldn't tell me where I was going to end up. And how it was gonna all play in the music. Remember, I wanted to be in music, mm -hmm. and being in music doesn't mean I have to be up on stage. You know, right. what I'm it's like the fact that I've helped artists that have taken off and 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 had their career flourish and stuff. And I'm like, yo, that person, you know, is able to say, hey, that's my man. He, mm -hmm. hooked, he hooked it up. You know, when they when they didn't have Khaled's like when 05, when he was like, when I'm saying we the best, people was laughing at me. Yeah. And now he rolls out a project, you know, like Father of Facade. And yeah. It's like, yo, like. It is the best. Right, <laughs> you, know, right. you hear these records? <laughs> yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he's killed. Executive produced by his son who yeah, was just I born? Mean, hey, you know, How you know, did that happen? You're like, come on. He's an icon. You know, but I'm saying, like, when he was when he was just starting or when he had a Rick Ross, you know, it's like uh, when I talk to Cool and Dre and they're like, listen, man, the way Tom G's project is coming together, we want to make sure that his hometown that his home backers are a part of it and he's like the same way we started with ross and every call Khaled was on every call like mm -hmm. making sure like hey we gotta add this for radio hey make sure we don't forget this and like look we want you on those calls and i'm like i have nothing to offer tom this is greatness as an MC, mm -hmm. but as a as a big homie you know i could say hey i think if y'all did this that would be a smart thing you know it's just, like I said, being a part of it is is kind of like wherever God destined you to be, you'll get there. You just don't need to tell him how to drive. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. And I'm super proud of Tom G, man. Like, I, when I first got to Tampa, I think uh, City Boy had just dropped. Yeah. And it was it was a wave. And just to see how 10 years later, you know, the little Duval jumping on it and right. bringing it back, it just... It, it, it just sheds a light on that saying stay down till you come up you know yeah. what i'm saying and it was just i'm just so happy for him just to see it flourish and he stayed real you know tampa 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 all day all day all day and he had he's like he's to me tampa i mean tampa uh he's like what nipsey was to la to tampa, it, to it, i mean there's some similarities there because i mean when you look at nip and uh you know 
Marathon continues absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to salute. I had to make sure he lived in this building. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Top floor. Mm-hmm. Let, let me tell you, Nip. I was here. You know, when we linked up, we were supposed to link up last time. I was here in mm-hmm. LA, and uh, I was uh, staying at the hotel out by the IKEA uh, building, and and you know, like there's a legality of the land mm-hmm. here in in LA where you can walk into these shops and get these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and just like you know, unease your mind, but you know, you don't have access at the hotel. So I'm sitting on the hood of my rental car across from the IKEA, mm. and uh, my man uh, Just Incredible is playing. The LA Leakers are mm-hmm. playing. Uh, big shout out to that Sour Milk. Incredible. Shout out to Just Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing uh, Racks in the Middle. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and this is the first time I've really been in Cali where I could just like vibe out and not really have a conversation. So I'm just in a minute. And I'm listening to this song. Roddy Rich is just, you know, Doing his singing the hook and, and everything. And then Nip comes in with the verses. And I'm just like, yo, I when I was out here way back up in smoke days and you know, Dre and Snoop mm-hmm. were the ones, and Easy had his wave, and you know, like LA was, you know, every everything else, the Ice Cube and everything else. This was almost like a baton going to Nipsey. Like right. I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, he just ringing out, and it's like the drop came on from Nipsey and everything else, and I'm like, yo, he is really like grinded his way into being like that guy for the West Coast, mm-hmm. and for somebody who was outside, it just clicked on me, and I text Justin, I'm like, yo, man, y'all got Nipsey out here in the air, like. That's this is so West Coast. Yeah, because I, I used to tell people all the time, like JD. I used to tell my land, and it's like you know it's different when you land at LAX and you mm-hmm. turn on the radio and you hear those West Coast records. Kind of the same way they feel when they come to Tampa and they'll hear Plies or they'll hear mm-hmm. you know a City Boy with it or they'll hear something like that. But it's just like Nipsey really had like that 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 position and 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 to look at kind of the correlation between what Tom has been able to do. He's been able to stay current, but also change with the game because that challenge guy thing that he started doing, spitting over people's rhymes. Mm-hmm. Then you start seeing the artists who originally did it, like co-signing on under the thing. It started yeah. to really, really pop off, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's what got the attention of you know the folks of, of uh, Cool and Dre. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm tagging them on mine and reposting them, and they seeing it, and and so they ended up linking up and everything, and then you know moving into the the Rock Nation situation with Cool and Dre and Rock Nation, so. Mm-hmm. There's a marriage there. So that kind of hustle, but him also being old enough to realize like, yo, I ain't out here trying to buy everything that blings or I ain't trying, you know, I got a family and everything mm-hmm. else puts it really in like Nip's understanding. Because, yeah. Nip, you know, I mean, you you're, still a business, same things. you're a business guy. I mean, mm-hmm. You understand money movement and he everything he was rapping about was the things that you want to hear students rapping about. Right, you want right. to hear kids being told that. And it. And it it's kind of those things where you want to give people the roses while they were alive. Mm-hmm. It's like Nipsey should have heard all of the things that people are saying about him and his business prowess and everything while he was here. Right. Because how that would have motivated him even more. Like, oh, so y'all listening to me? Oh, I'm, I'm like, really? I'm on the sun. Really turned up. <laughs> I knew I was on the sun, but y'all really? Okay. Well, all right. Well, now I got a seat at the table. And, you know, so, you know, uh, he inspired a lot of people and he linked up with the Jays and everything in the world with Rock Nation and everything in college and stuff. So, you know, he's his family is straight. Uh, but, you know, I think that the marathon continues as far as people learning how to how to grind and how to make sure that they get some sort of worth, you know, mm-hmm. some land. I mean, Ownership. They, grandparents are always laughed at. But my granddad always said they ain't bang, they ain't making no more dirt. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You can buy your little cars. They make a new one every year, but they ain't making no more of this dirt. Yeah. You better buy you some dirt. That's a fact. <laughs> you That's know, a fact. Living this stuff. 
Why do you think that is, though? You know, because I had the same kind of that interview right before you, and uh, we had that conversation of, you know, giving the people their roses while they could smell them. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think not too many people do that? Like, they wait till the person's gone for some reason. Um, I mean, you because you start to look at somebody honestly when they're gone, because you realize you don't have them no more, so you kind of like assess what they felt to you, and, you know, what they what they meant to you. But I also think that uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of a story that's close to LA because our back when you were living in Tampa, we had a music director by the name of Beata. Mm -hmm. Beata was the you know person who started the bidding war with T Pain. This is our time sprung hit in Tampa and. She started calling Def Jam and letting Jive know, and they started fighting it out. And then, and when it, when the smoke cleared, he ended up with Jive, and Jive also ended up hiring Viata. And uh, she moved to LA and ended up the the rep out here for Jive for a long time. And then Julie Pilot left Kiss, mm. and Viata was the heir apparent. Now Viata is running Kiss right now. Wow. And uh, just a girl from Seminole, you know, used to work at Carabas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Came in, hustled, and learned everything she could. And is now like, you know, I mean, a family and everything else. Um, you know, but when you look at that, you know, people always say, give them their roses while they're alive. But when I let her go to Jive or, or encouraged her to move and do all this stuff, a lot of big executives at our company was like, you know, what, what are we doing? Like, we're just like schooling them and then just like let them go yeah. like everything and then we're, I was like what am I supposed to do like leave them under my thumb yeah like can't you know, watching her raising. watching her take off like I'm yo yeah. like almost a proud yeah. thing you know so so I think a lot of people don't give you your roses because they really gotta you know somebody gonna flip it and say well so something's so great man let's talk race right. uh, let's talk you know so like, a lot of those things <laughs> you don't necessarily you don't really want to hear those kind of things so it's kind of like maybe people are a little bit questionable like on how when they when they give you your roses or whatever everything else and they know it and they know ain't no bounce back when you're in the grave right hey. you know so it's sad but it's true so that's probably it yeah it'd be like that sometimes man you know like you said man some people don't really uh appreciate those around them until they're gone because they don't have them no more and then that's when all the feelings come out and yeah, you know you know it'd be like that sometimes man but okay so uh so tell me what do you think the future holds for for juke music since you're you know represent tampa you know you're seeing the growth of it and you know, do you think it's going to stay where it's at or will they ever I mean, you know, global? I mean, not global. It's, it's always uh, a feel. I mean, because the, the music we had in Tampa, which was considered the juke sound, that mm -hmm. was the cowbell, down, you know, the, the beat and everything mm -hmm. else. That ended up being something that like uh, the kind of a little bit close to the to the. Uh, to the kind of Bay Area thing that was going on with Sage the Gemini. Mm -hmm. It was really like duplicated with the new boys, you know, with that jerk. I'm so yeah, cocky with it. That. I mean, that was, you know, that was all like that juke sound too. So it's it's had a lot of different, you know, names and whatever. But I, I don't know if juke is gonna necessarily be something, but but there's a wave coming out of the South, you know, that's that's really, you know, like major and it's not just the ladies i mean you got carl crawford who made a lot of money moving from the rays to the dodgers and then now he's in the rap game with megan the stallion you right. know and it's like and he's out there signing cats and it's like you looking at that or you look at the fact that p and coach k with qc mm -hmm. i mean just you know i mean i'm just at the capitol building and i'm seeing this big flag with a qc on it at the top of the capitol building and i yeah. just had to like tag him and say yo you out here flagging like crazy like who the dude who did, you know, prison time from 14 to 20 is now running the biggest, you know, new label with Lil Baby, with, with Migos, with, with Car. I mean, all, the whole collective, you know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, salute, salute the yeah, whole definitely. team. I mean, mm-hmm. quality control is definitely making moves. So, right. you know, little baby who didn't want to rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was like, they was like, nah, dog, for real. Like, we could really do this and like made him do it. And now he's, you know, set. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of great music coming out of the South. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a major look for us. Just, it's a different sound. It's, it don't discredit what's going on out here in the West, though, because, I mean, it's something that's real major. That Roddy Rich thing is just, he's on a few records that ain't really radio. Yeah. But, like, if you look into him on the streams or on that, I mean, he's, he's major. He's, he's kind of got that, that, uh, that, that new wave of that Akon kind of thing because Akon was doing hooks so much they started calling him Black Phil Collins yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know that. what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that Roddy Rich is one to look for. That's what's up, man. I, I mess with Roddy, man. So now, now, but you brought up a good point. You said, you know, he make records not really for radio, but if you check his streams, his numbers is popping. So with that being said, how important do you think radio is to a new artist's or any artist's career you know do you think it matters to or should it just depend on streams i mean it it doesn't matter until they get smart explain artists that is just getting in the game and it's just like i'm streaming i'm popping i'm getting a check mm. you know then they're just hustling they're just seeing the hand and hand and fit hand over fist they're just seeing the exchange uh, when they get smarter they get people who are around them they realize that when radio comes to the table your streaming and everything else is magnified. It's almost like you performed at the Super Bowl mm. or something. So artists that were really happy with their streaming situation then get radio and kind of play it back. And this is funny because we had this conversation that the finishing school that the Motowns had to teach people how to accept interviews and teach them how to do stuff because, you know, Smokey Robinson, Marvin Gaye, all them people hadn't been nowhere before but Detroit. Right. So they didn't know, but they had a finishing school that was there. And Chuck D always said hip-hop needed that. And it needs it more now because now you got kids going YouTube video directly into content, and then now they in on, on Entertainment Tonight and TMZ. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they probably gonna do something stupid. Right. Um, <laughs> so you know, so now you got kids who are like, you know, they come in and they really don't think radio is the move, but then when they record, you know, deserves to get on the radio, it gets on the radio, and they see that streaming number quadruple and they're like what happened they're like oh radio put you in they're like oh what what radio need me to do it's like nah you you know you kind of blew that one but you know like so when they get smart and they get a little bit more knowledge of it they realize radio is a part of it now that don't mean that everybody who's watching this needs to do like they do in tampa and run down and put the cd in your under your windshield thing and scratch your car or all that. I'm or, sorry. You yeah. that a few times. <laughs> that was I crazy. mean, there was, there was a whole bunch of them, you know yeah. what I mean? And now it's like, you know, people tag you on socials and they're like, yo, my cousin is dope. What's up? And play him. And, and they really think that, but radio is, is literally the last piece because mm. we find you when you popping. We look at streaming. I look at the top 400 records that stream Every Monday, I sit there and look at a report to see what's popping and uh, Shazam numbers and everything else where people are like, you know, checking records that they didn't know. And and I mean, we just we have a lot of like 10 different things that we look at to see what's popping in our city. Mm-hmm. In addition to reports from our, re- our research department that go out to the clubs and like, yo, they played this. It was a 10. Like everybody was with it. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, though this one, everybody went and got a drink, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, we look at all of that information and that's how radio comes to it so you got to have a wave before radio comes just the days of we talk about the jacksons the days of just singing and walking in a conference room yeah that ain't it now they want to see there's a 
a market for what you do. There's people out there checking for what you do. That's how Megan Thee Stallion got on. That's how you know Nipsey grinded it out. I mean, he said it in his lyrics. He did it without radio. Mm-hmm. Now, when radio came around, he was able to buy the block yeah, 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 <laughs> and everything yeah. else. But he was able to eat comfortably without radio. You know, so so radio does add a piece to it that just magnifies it by five or six times. So let me ask you a question. So now that you just shared that you're looking at this paperwork and all this statistics and analytics to find the new songs out and what you decide to play, what advice can you give to the new artists who are not on these playlists that are just coming with the CDs and trying to get your attention that way? Like, is that uh, method a waste of time, you would think? No, nah, it's not. I mean, they, they, need to, they need to grind it out and get that get that work done. It's just the same way if you were selling a mixtape and you was out on the street selling the tape. Yeah. You got to get that work out and let people start hearing it. Because like uh, Russell Simmons called it the power of the zero. He said uh, like uh, Ludacris like, got signed to Def Jam South. Okay. Originally by uh, by Scarface. Scarface mm-hmm. was the president of Def Jam South. Mm-hmm. And he signed Luda. And he signed him because he had this CD called Incognito. Mm. And he was selling 200,000 units out of his trunk in Atlanta. Mm. And so when he added some songs to it and added a little bit more meat to it, they named it Back for the First Time. Meaning Back from Incognito, but it's my second CD, but it's the first major CD release. And they said, when they signed him, they said, it's the power to zero. They said, we know if he's making $200,000, he's buying copies and we're seeing the receipts and he's reordering because he's like moving 200,000 units. We know if we add the Def Jam imprint, the end caps at the record store, the, the video department, the, 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 the all the sponsored stuff you we got. Polish them up a bit. Po- yeah. Polish this whole thing up. We can add a zero to that and know we'll make our money you know, well. So it's the power of the zero. Show me what that you work with. I don't care if you're moving 100 CDs a week. Show me, yo, consistently, I'm selling 100 a week. At least I know there's 100 people out there who are rocking with what you do. Mm. You know, so you got to show people that there's a worth in what you do before you walk in and stomp your feet and say, oh, I need to be on. It's like, well, let us know. Yeah. If you ain't on these metrics, then what metrics are you on? That's a fact, man. Yes, I guess you got you to gotta prove your worth, you know. You do. At that point. You do. I mean, there's, I mean, now the ear is something too. I mean, but it's just, if I like something and my ear likes something, I'll play it, you know, but... I ain't going to be able to get behind it if it doesn't have the rest of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I have major labels that are trying. We don't have local music slots. So if, if, if somebody's trying to get a record on, they're competing against the new the baby, ones, yeah. you know, the baby and, the, and, and little baby baby record, you know, or uh, the Leighton Green or, you know, any of that. They're, they're competing against those. They're competing against the Rick Ross records and mm-hmm. the new Drake album. And, you know, that's their competition. Right. So that's it. You watch what you ask for. Right, right, right. <laughs> So the, the, do you have any, as a program director, do you have it, it, any control on what's being played or do you kind of get the yeah. list or you the one that gives out the we, list? I'm the one that makes the list. Every Monday we look at research. Every Monday we look at music. We, we started doing that on Instagram. Uh, on, on And just every Monday when we sit and listen to the new records, I just go on live or either I like record the story. And mm-hmm. it's just because I ask people like, hey, poll this, what do you think of this record? Mm-hmm. You know, there was a record that uh that came on there, a little John record called Taco Tuesday. And okay. it was 
It's garbage record. And I'm saying garbage <laughs> with respect. I'm not yeah. saying gar- I hate when people say records are trash because the artist yeah, it made takes it. nothing away from you. Yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, but it was, it, gar- it was, when I listened to it, I was like, there's no way this record is going to play. Right. But the response to people like saying, yo, but I love me some tacos on Tuesday. And getting all those messages, I was like, yo, this might be funny to play since, yeah. taco- since tomorrow is Tuesday. Played it on the air, and people have been calling us like, yo, can you play the taco song? It's Tuesday. You yeah. know, now it ain't a record that you're going to hear every day. But I'm like, I really expect John to sell that to Chipotle or somebody. Somebody. And somebody going to buy Del Taco or somebody's going to buy that and it's going to be on a commercial and he going to mess it up. That's where I make a bag. Yeah, yeah, Off yeah. some record that just didn't really, it didn't make sense. So yeah. so I'm never saying that, you know, like it ain't just the metric. Nothing in the metrics made me play it. I just heard it and then I saw the response. I was like, this is. It, they always say, you know, like whether you like it or love it, you you felt something. Mm-hmm. It moved you to feel something. So if it's getting a lot of response, then that's it. You know, I can't, I can't. You know, I saw that, and that was the evidence for me trying it. Now, most people who walk in with a record are like, "Well, just play it and see what the people say." I'm like, "Well, that's a gamble." Yeah, I'd rather play it online and let people like, "Yo, play that again." And I'm like, "All right, at least I got something in your corner." Right. So yeah. So shout out to Taco Tuesday, a little John. I think they're delivering like 400 tacos tonight <laughs> to the party. So, <laughs> That's you know. what's up, man. So how do artists do, get, get their, get, can get their uh, music to you in, on that Monday boardroom meeting? Like, how, how can they get their music? I mean, that Monday meeting is really like major releases. Oh, major um, releases. But I mean, but, but I mean, it's the music director who's in there and she gets everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who wants to submit music can go to wild941.com because there's a submission. Mm-hmm. like page there or whatever mm-hmm. or either they just dm me or whatever like most people do and i get a chance to see it but it's just when it's dm it just really feels like it's ahead of the curve like get out there get your name out like send me a video or you performing it and 500 people singing every word mm-hmm. you know those are the things like when chance dropped i was like this is too weird for the room i don't get it and the management was like really and i was like yo this is goofy like i don't this dude's goofy yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like well we're doing this concert in chicago and we were inviting everybody who don't really i mean they invited the supporters but all of us that was on the fence mm. and i got there and he had these life-size puppets on stage mm. performing and it was weird and then i saw eighty thousand people singing along every word and i'm standing there like yo this, this is, is something. Yeah. And so they were like, how you feel? I'm like, I feel like I've been in the dark. Like, who, who Chance, what? And yeah. and that started our relationship with Chance. And then he came to town, killed it. The headline, the last damn show, killed it. And just, you able to learn. Like, school me on your stuff. Don't just mm-hmm. hand me your song. Like, what did I say earlier? Your dream? Nobody treats your dream like you do. That's a fact. So don't hand it to me and walk away and be like, oh, Orlando got it. And it's yeah, like, yeah, nah, it's yeah, your it's dream. It's my chance. <laughs> Like show me that you know, like show me that room with thirty or forty people doing it, not that all they all your cousins or something like that, you know. So yeah, that's it. That's what's up, man. That's good advice right there, man. So it seems like you're you know, you're like a workaholic in radio and music, you know, you're everywhere and they never there. Tell me, what does Orlando do to unwind, man? What do you do to just chill, relax? Um, I mean, I, I don't have too much chill time. I, I'm trying to write a little more. Right. Um, yeah, I have a, I have some screenplay. Like the book. Okay. Everybody keeps joking me about the book, and I'm like, I should. I really should. No, but there's a screenplay that I'm really interested in doing. Like, um, there's a screenplay that I've had an idea for. Two of them, and then one of them I just started cultivating. And I just started really looking at script development and and how to lay it out in a script way. Mm-hmm. And 
And uh, as it as the pages come, I keep sending it to my Hollywood friends to just say, hey, how does this look? You mm-hmm. know, so so that's like what I do to unwind. And uh, other than that, just like watch my daughters because like they're growing 10 and 12. And I'm like, yo, like I still feel like me. But then I see little me is like getting that. Like they roasted me the other day. They saw my we were watching Coming to America uh-huh. and the Soul Glow thing came on. And they just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I had to remind them, yo, your dad got a freshman picture. Yeah. It's very Miami Vice and dripped curlish. <laughs> Miami and Vice. I showed them the picture and they roasted me for 10 minutes. And oh, I'm like, no. yo, these are my baby girls. And they're like, daddy, did you... Ch- and I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, daddy, you would drip too hard. Like, <laughs> like just roasting me. And I'm no, like, yeah, I can ground you. Right, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, but like I'm really seeing them as personalities now. So, yeah. So that's a good online too. That's yeah. cool, man. And poker. I love poker. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's love, what's up, poker. man. I'm a roulette man. I like roulette more than anything. Roulette and mm-hmm. craps, that's like honestly, that's scary to me. Like I tell it's my friends game. all the time, I'm like, Yo, it's too loud over here. I'm gonna go to the blackjack <laughs> or to the poker room, but they be like, "Nah, the point." But I'm like, "Nah, yeah, baby, no. blow these dice, yeah, baby, blow these dice." If I'm gonna calm down, I just like to play some Texas Hold'em. So, That's what's up. Yeah. yeah, I got, I got to get back on that myself, man. Poker's a little sad. But um, nah, that's cool, man. I'm glad they are your daughters into music at all. They got their own path. They're, like They're in the dance. Okay. They, they love dance, and, and my youngest daughter is dabbling and acting and stuff. So any of that, they love it. But dance is their their big thing. Mm. They dance a lot of hours a day, uh, and I swoop them when I'm coming from the studio. So they they put in the work. So as long as their schoolwork stays up, and they keep killing the dance, man, they love it. That's what's up, man. I'm yeah. glad to hear that, man. What do you think about uh, the Loud on 7th Festival that's coming up with, with Buckwheat and H? I mean, they've been working hard on it. Um, I haven't, like, dove into it because, I mean, it's not like a, a wild production. It's literally on the back of, of, of H and, and Buck and, mm. and their collective. But but I think bringing attention to Ebor is a, is a great look because, I mean, I remember when we had Super Bowls and, and I would see Latifah after and she'd be like, man, I got to get back to Tampa because that... That wide boy that y'all got. Wide boy, oh yeah. man! And I'm like, <laughs> me, boy, she's like, ah, I just loved it, and so people always kind of liken it to the French Quarter, mm-hmm. you know, and and everything else. But I just think it's a vibe there. And it reminds me of Bourbon Street. It, it does. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, and if if people can come in and kind of like really like wild out and enjoy some good music and kind of bring that culture back to the Ebor and blackout drunk, yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's all good. So so yeah, so salute H and and Buck for for for, for doing that for the culture. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's something that Tampa needed as far as the music scene to shed light on it, to take it to the next level. You know, with these big festivals that happen, like Coachella and stuff like that, I see Loud on 7, you know, ultimately getting to that level. It could get to that. I mean, you know, you see Austin and you see like, you know, the South by Southwest, you know, and everything they do on 6, you know, and everything there. So, I mean, you know, you definitely got, Ebor got something to, to, to show. Definitely, you know, and, and I think that that the artists that come in and can highlight, you know, if people can collab up with them mm-hmm. and do some stuff, I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, no, I definitely see it, and shout out to you guys, man. You guys are doing great things. So tell me, man, uh, do you have an exit strategy with what you're doing now with being a program director, or is this something you want to retire doing? Um, I mean, I don't have an exit strategy. I mean, I I have the opportunity to move up to some other stations, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I, I passed on those um, just because I'm happy in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, and I, I kind of feel like when it becomes a job job, you know, mm-hmm. I, then I, I wouldn't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but labels have, have kind of started talking to me as well because they're like, how long do you want to do this? Do you want to move to a label thing? And and who knows? I mean, I, right now I'm just really happy in, in the job, so I'm focusing on that. But um, I think if I if I wanted to, I can go work at a label. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that in the future? Uh, honestly, the way labels are going, I don't really see it as necessary. I mean, because people who are signing now, you get a great comfort with labels, but you can also do it like a chance or or do it, you know, on a smaller level. And then when your larger projects get on, then you just do deals with, right. with with the labels. I mean, somebody like Marshmallow now, he has a deal where he makes records and he decides what label puts it out. Mm. He just does single deals and everything else. It's like, it's just a different, it's, it's, it's the wild, wild west when it comes to records. But I just like the creative process. So I don't know where that'll go with, with, with artists. Maybe it'll be an A&R thing. Maybe it'll be putting people together to get showcased, to get deals mm-hmm. or... Who knows? Um, but it's always going to be a part of that creative because, like I said, you always stumble your way to where your path is supposed to be. I wasn't really supposed to be here in music, yeah. and, and I stumbled my way to it, so we'll see. But but radio is really my only focus right now. I'm doing a little bit more TV just because it works hand-in-hand with that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's always radio. What are you doing in TV? I did uh, ABC Action News uh, live a couple weeks ago, uh, and... Like they want to do more. No, no, no. I, I hosted their their morning uh, TV show. Oh, okay. They have, a, they have one of the anchors, uh, Carly Boyette, who had a baby, and so she's been out on maternity leave. So they've been using other people to come in and. and, and you're one of, them. I'm one of them. Ah, yeah. uh, let me find out and see on Good Morning America <laughs> one day. <laughs> Brian Gumble. No, no, no. It's all good. It's just, but it's all it's all in promotion. This station, the station is the thing, and, and I mean, we're in a lucky space. We. You know, we we're 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 definitely necessary. I tell people the word that you want to be is necessary, and I think, you know, from what we do for locals, what we do for for hip hop, for for just the, the soundtrack of Tampa, you know, it's a good look. And you know, and then the wild splashes, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, like whatever. Um, like right now, we do a beat the bomb, where we just giving people money and, and everything else, and it's like every station does it. But Wild lives on that island by themselves. We're not R and B. We're not top forty. We're just a space, and 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 lot of people been rocking with us. Yeah, I definitely been rocking. I still listen even from out here. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's stream, <laughs> that stream is popping. Yeah, yeah. yeah that stream is popping. <laughs> that's what it is, man. Well. I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. Man, I'm for, you know, I had told you I, I was coming to the West. I was like, yo, we got to sit down. So, Definitely. you know, you keep doing it and keep, you know, showing the world through your lens, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. I truly appreciate it. That means a lot coming from you. You know what I'm saying? And I hope uh, we could do some other work in the future. You know, aside from music, you know, maybe on the business level. You yeah, know, I told you the sure. whole thing about what I do. So, hopefully, we can build on that. For sure. And, um... Let the people know where they can follow you and stream the station. And all oh, that stuff. man, stream the station, please. Uh, Wild 94.1, that's our app. You get everything. You know, you get to know the show because I do a show with, with some a cast of characters who are crazy. Mm-hmm. You got Dobby and Meredith and, and Mark. Dobby and Orlando, that's my boy. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. Yo, he just got a record that he dropped too, Bottle Girls. He rapping? Yo, no, he he, he, he helmed the whole thing. I'm oh, telling okay. you. Because you watch a Khaled you're like, yo, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, a producer now. <laughs> I said something. Oh, he's <laughs> saying, yo, he was in the studio going hard for it. So, you know, he's got... You know, all the guys, Young Dread on the record. He's got Tom G. He's got Tampa Tony on the yeah. record. So I think they out here. Dread, um, I know Richie West. They out here. Yo, they, they be on the road. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's crazy because when we first talked to them, I told people to get on a grind. And they was like, what do you think grind? What, like, what are you telling us? I'm like, don't just be married home. 
they took that with all the money they had and they hit the road. And yeah. they like they showed, you know, and they learned a lot while they went because every time they came, it was like a three man, uh, a, a, a three man weave in basketball. Every time they came across through Tampa, you saw them get better. And yeah. they would go back out and they would come back. And then they grinded. And so to see them succeed and, and to get this wave that they getting is just like a testimony to say, yo, they paid attention and they did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So shout out to, to Davi Bottle Girls is out there streaming. I saw the ladies in, in, in Houston loving it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So Wild941 is is the app and that's the, the whole thing. And you can also catch me on IG. I'm Orlando Davis, just how it spells. And, uh, and, and get at us. There you go, man. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas, Mr. Orlando Davis, the voice of Tampa Radio. <laughs> like, because I said now. <laughs> Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. Inca.